Welcome to the Canacuck Podcast. We hope you'll be encouraged to have an I'm Third approach as you navigate family, leadership, and spiritual growth. If you're new to our conversation, welcome. It's so great to have you. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Canacuck Podcast. My name is Shay Robbins, and I'm here with my teammate, co-host, and my personal counselor. It's Joe White. <laughs> Good. Joe, Shay, I know. You, you know, you, you, you're a really great leader, you're, but you make everybody laugh. There's something about you. you well, just, I just try and break me, the ice. You, you made know? me giggle, bud. A lot of these podcasts you turn on and you just fall asleep when you're listening to them. So I like <laughs> to jolt the listener. Um, it's worth being jolted awake because we have started a great adventure. We started a we new have. series, Joe, <laughs> The Cry of the Heart, and we are on the quest for emotional stability. Uh, do you feel like emotional stability is a relevant topic these days? A little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, personally, I feel a little bit stressed out, a little bit more rushed than I'd like to be, uh, a little bit concerned about this and that. So I think talking about some heart issues is probably appropriate. Yeah, Shay, one of the things that all of us agree with who are involved with people in this particular generation that we grew up in, especially those of us who work with young folks, college folks and high school folks, um, is that the, the anxiety level uh, today, the stress level, Oof. the fear level is, you know, we say an all-time high, and tomorrow it's going to be an all-time high. Uh, and, and there's a million circumstances for it. I personally believe that the iPhone uh, has become like the new nicotine of the day. And, you know, young folks, and let's don't blame it all on the young folks, uh, you know, we're all working about 20 hours a day. We wake up and there's a list of texts and, and notifications, and we try to work them off our iPhone all day long, and then we go to bed, and there's still this long list of, you know, people we have to stay up with and answer. And, you know, it's like the mind never goes to sleep. And it's so filled with comparisons. And, you know, your friend looks good and you don't look good. And your friend looks cool and you don't feel cool. And, you know, we just end up very, very, very stressed out today. Um, so there's nothing you and I could be talking about today that I believe could be more helpful than walking in emotional balance. It is possible. It is possible. You take all those things and then throw in a pandemic, Joe White, and that complicates things further. Yeah. Social, if, emotional, if, political, tension. If you watch the news, you're going to be crazy. So you might as well stop doing that. So we believe what we've got, we got to talk about is it's super important. So the cry of the heart, we, uh, in our last podcast, we did an overview. And it's essentially, this is like that Lord has just given him a vision of a, it's kind of like a, just a package, a way to wrap our arms around our own emotional health. And today we're going to dive into one of those sacred compartments and we're going to take a deep dive. And I'm really excited to see what God has got for us personally coming out of the last podcast. I, you know, I just am reflecting about, you know, my life. I'm thinking about my kids you know, when I was a little guy, we moved around a lot. And so loneliness and feeling outcast was, that was a big part of my upbringing. And it's been a lot, a huge part of my emotional healing in my adult years. And with that in mind, I'm sitting here and I'm watching my oldest 
Uh, and, you know, she's talking about just how complicated it is to be a sixth grade kid and how complicated friendships are. And, and as a daddy, I'm thinking through, okay, what's the cry of her heart right now? How can I fill these unmet needs? And so again, I'm, you know, the relevance of this is just, it's phenomenal. Joe, would you just give us a little review? If anybody missed the last episode, we encourage you to go back and listen to it, but give us just a 60 second overview as we dive into um, our next sacred compartment. Yeah, so we all need uh, acceptance. We all wanna know that we're wanted. We all need intimacy. We wanna know that we're loved. We all need purpose. We want to know our life matters. We all need affirmation. We want to know we're appreciated. We all need honor. We want to know we're highly valued. We all need understanding. We want to know that we're known by others. We all need emotional validation. We need to know that our feelings matter. We all need protection. We want to know our safety is secure. We all want to know grace. There's a cry in our heart to know that we're forgiven. And we all need to know that we're under God's hand of discipline. We're under firmly God's hand of authority. And so if those little sacred compartments of our heart are not filled, first by our mommy and our daddy, and for most of us, either our parents were gone or our home was broken or our parents just didn't have the savvy or maybe Probably their hearts weren't filled by their parents' hearts, so they didn't know how to fill our hearts as small children. And so we find ourselves like little vacuum cleaners going around trying to vacuum up the nearest toxic substitute, the dust off the floor, to fill those places with toxic relationships and toxic activities. And as Shea said, our desire on these podcasts these tender, precious times together where there's going to be a lot of emotion and a lot of warmth and intimacy coming out of this podcast because these are the most tender places in our lives today and they're the taproot of why we make the decisions we make and why we harbor negative attitudes that we harbor and prayerfully, like a visit to the doctor, and we all need doctor's visits when appropriate from time to time, and I've had way too many of those lately, it seems like, but we all need visits to the heart, doctor, which of course is none other than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is the Holy Spirit uses His Word to fill those places in our heart. Hopefully, we're going to help you get to the heart, doctor, on our broadcast together. Well, Joe, why don't we take a trip to the heart specialist, one heart chamber at a time, so each of us can fully understand each one of those needs that you've helped identify and find healing uh, one chamber at a time. Yeah, Shay, that, I, I can't wait. Let's, as you said, let's put our scuba masks and scuba tanks on. Let's go on a deep dive. So today, what we're going to talk about is, is the idea of acceptance. And, you know, I mentioned this briefly, but this word carries a lot of weight in my life. You know, we moved around a lot as a kid. Um, my family started, on both sides of my family, 
uh, were farmers. And so in the eighties, dad was a farmer and I can remember being a little boy, you know, watching him work the cattle out there in my gum boots. And, and there is a certain charm about the farming lifestyle. I mean, it's who my family is. It's not just a job. It's, it's a lifestyle. And in the eighties, you know, the economy is extremely tough. It was extremely hard to start your own farm. And dad got pushed out of the farming uh, business, which was sad. There was a major loss there. And as a result, he got into the corporate world and then started to climb the corporate ladder. And so we experienced this kind of loss of identity. And then we began to move from one town to the next, one state to the next. And every time we up and moved, I'd be the new kid again. And so much of who I am comes from the pain and sadness of being on the, of being an outsider as a little boy. And so <laughs> you're probably going to be uh, doing heart surgery on me today, but this idea of acceptance, it's super important. And, and so Joe, I want to hand it off to you. Where do we go uh, with this topic or this sacred chamber of acceptance? You know, um, I, I so relate. You know, Shay is blessed with good parents. They're, Shay's parents are wonderful parents. But being a parent is hard work. Trying to put beans on the table is hard work. And then as we as parents experience hurt and brokenness and sadness in our own lives, all of us, my good parents also, but, but my daddy was a driven, hardworking, incredibly wonderful man. And food was scarce, you know, as we grew up in my home. And mom and dad both were dedicated people and they were dedicated to us but there just wasn't time in the day. And then I just grew up insecure. I just grew up insecure. And I felt like a nerd. I felt like, like shaded. I felt like it was, you know, I felt like a nerd in my family. I felt like a nerd in school. And it wasn't blaming mom and dad at all. But I didn't, I never felt accepted. And, it, and again, I'm not blaming mom and dad, but, um, it's like, you know, Dr. Robert Schuler said one time, and maybe you can relate to Shay and I also, Dr. Schuler said, I am who the most important person I know thinks I am. Yeah, I remember one time I was criticizing my son. You know, who am I to criticize anybody? Good night. You know, my kids are like my heroes. They're so much better than, than I ever deserved. But anyway, I'm being critical, and that, that's that's part of the result of of not having these heart chambers properly filled. Um, but anyway, I'm criticizing him, and, and Debbie Joe said, "Honey, he sees himself in your eyes." Well, my precious, sensitive, tender son was beginning to form his own sacred chamber of acceptance in his heart. That his daddy didn't think highly of him. His daddy didn't accept him. He wasn't feeling wanted by his father. Ah, slapped my lips off. And so I went and I wrote down 50 ways to encourage my son. I got a pen and a piece of paper. And I wanted those phrases welded on my tongue so that when I saw him, I could just start reeling off words of honest encouragement 
catch him in the act of doing something good and tell him about it to make sure that young man felt like his father. You know, fathers are so powerful. We don't want to call ourselves powerful, but we are in the eyes of our children. And for for those, you know, listening who, you know, have felt that, that bruise or felt unaccepted by your mom or your dad, the words of the Savior through His Word as memorized in your heart. You know, it's, it says in Isaiah 26, 3, it says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. And so as God becomes your perfect father, and you begin to accept God completely as your perfect father, as our mind is stayed on him, rather than what didn't happen in our childhood from our mother or our father or as Shay talked about, our peers. We gain our acceptance from Jesus and we accept his words as our counselors, as it says in Psalms 119. Then these empty cavities where we didn't feel accepted, where we didn't feel it wanted, by maybe our parents or maybe our siblings or our peers can be filled by the Spirit of Christ. And that's hopefully where we're going to go together today as we try to be the heart doctors for each other in this podcast. Hey, listeners, Shay Robbins here. If you're enjoying the podcast, we'd like to personally ask you to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. With your help, we can continue to reach more listeners. We're excited to hear from you. Please send questions to our team for a special audience Q&A recording in the future. Additionally, we're also interested to hear your suggestions for guests and topics. Send your questions and suggestions to podcast at canacuck.com. And now, back to the show. Joe, I want to go off script here for a second. When we... Where do you see people finding acceptance or filling that sacred compartment? What's what's some of the dust that the RoboVac is picking up off the floor? Yeah, so, you know, that's why the iPhone, you know, is kind of the, the new porn, the new, the new crack cocaine, the new nicotine. You know, we carry our iPhones around and we, we, we smoke them like cigarettes because through the social media shallowness of relationships, through all the quick little texts and the quick little Instagrams and the quick little, uh, you know, the FaceTime visits and, and just perusing around on the surface, you know, we, we feel like we can sort of in our shallowness, we can find those little moments of acceptance. And if we don't have it, then the crack cocaine of our iPhone becomes everything. You know, you watch students walking down sidewalks to, from class to class on the campus or adults going from appointment to appointment, grabbing the crack cocaine of our cell phone, trying to fill that uh, empty cavity. And so, we, you know, we, we start looking for acceptance in, in you know, same-sex relationships, sexual relationships of opposite sex, whichever, whatever. You know, the addiction of porn is super easy because you sort of find picture acceptance you know, I read a survey recently where 60% of young women are doing porn to find the shallowness of somehow transferring that pornographic experience, sexual experience into their own 
make-believe experience to try to get acceptance off that porn site. As crazy as that sounds, that's what men and women do. And then, and then, and then, you know, America's addicted to alcohol, and and it's just so easy to take a drink or two or three or four or five or six, and then all of a sudden you're at a party and you can kind of masquerade up this social acceptance thing, because you don't have to really show your real self. Alcohol sort of, sort of, you know, makes it a whole lot easier to feel accepted. Joe, you mentioned, you know, a handful of ways that we can fill the emotional basket of acceptance. Um, but I know specifically that you've got four things that you encourage parents to do to fill the heart cry for acceptance in uh, the heart of each child. Go, would you touch on those for us? It is such a great adventure, parents, when you grow up with your kids <laughs> and you catch them in the act of doing something good all, down, all through the day and night. Every time you see your child, look. Look for something they're doing good. Find something. If it's a smile, man, I love it when you smile like that. Or, or when they pick up a piece of paper off the kitchen table, hey, thank you so much. Man, I love it when you do that. Or, you know, when your child, uh, you know, does something unique for your, you know, his sibling or her sibling, you know. Wow, you've got such a gift of caring for others. That is really cool. Positive, specific encouragement is huge parent as your child develops that sacred place in his heart and his need for or her need for acceptance. And then appropriate physical touch. A hand on the shoulder. Everybody needs appropriate physical touch. I'm always amazed when I'm out speaking to men, athletes, professionals, whatever. The guys all want to come up for hugs. It's crazy. Sometimes men will stand in lines waiting for an old man to give him just an old father hug of affirmation. Kids, as Josh McDowell says, kids spell love, T-I-M-E. You can't give enough time to your kids, quantity time and quality time. And then, Shay, most importantly is God time. I've talked probably every podcast to parents about sitting by or laying by or standing by your children at night before bed and taking whatever time you need to build one more Bible verse one more prayer, one more little Bible story in your children's heart so that they at a young age can begin to let Jesus fill that sacred place of acceptance in their heart. Joe, you're, you're talking specifically about the relationship between a parent and a child. Is our approach any different as a friend, coach, employer, teammate? Not at all. Words, physical touch, time, and God time. Works with everybody. Buddy, with your parents, it still works, folks. <laughs> You're in your 30s or 40s. If your parents are alive, they still need it. Obviously, with the folks you're working with, most folks haven't gotten that in their own homes. And most of the people that we work with from day to day and befriend from day to day, those little heart cavities are still unmet. And the power of a caring friend is immeasurable. My wife is the most secure person I know. She is so comfortable in her own skin, and yet her father was killed when she was a little girl. He was a Navy test pilot, and his plane blew up in midair. And yet that precious girl, as she trusted Christ when she was 15 years old, she let God become the father to the fatherless. And Debbie Jo gave all of her father heart to Jesus, 
as it said in Psalm 68, 5. God's the father to the fatherless. And, and, and so now Debbie Joe Shea is a champion of giving that same security away to the ladies who are in her Bible study, actually right now this morning. <laughs> she's had this dear Bible study she's had with 50, 60 ladies for 30 years. And, and she, even though she didn't have that from her dad, she is giving that away in fullness today with the ladies she's with. Everybody needs a friend who gives appropriate physical touch, who gives words of affirmation, who gives their time and their listening ears. We all need it. Joe, keep running down this road. So you mentioned Debbie, Joe. She experienced a great loss in her life. There's probably a great portion of our podcast family who whose acceptance uh, sacred compartment was not filled at home. What do you say to them? There is nothing like the filling of the Holy Spirit through His Word. And if, if the cake is being a friend, if the cake is listening well, if the cake is really caring for others, when you ask, how was your day? It's stopping on the sidewalk or in the hallway of the office where you busily work each day and care how was their day. How was your day really? But the icing on the cake is sharing and memorizing God's Word together. I was at a table the other day with five grad students, and they all had holes in their heart and needs that were met. And we challenged each other to memorize a chapter in the Bible together, and we all picked one. In fact, to be a little bit more transparent, we all picked books in the Bible to memorize, and we gave ourselves a timeline. Because when God's Word becomes the fullness of that need for acceptance, one of the greatest things you can memorize with a friend is Psalms 139. Uh, if I send to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed and she hold, God, you accept me there. If I take the wings of the dawn, God, you accept me there. If I dwell in the remotest part of the sea. In other words, if I'm on the bottom of the ocean where you, you can't even see anything, there's no oxygen, it says God's hand accepts me there. Even there your hand will accept me, and your right hand of blessing will accept me. And so as we memorize those scriptures together with our kids and with our friends, one of the greatest places to find acceptance is in a, is, is in a, uh, a, a little discipleship group. Around Canuck Lane, we all run around with groups of young men that we get to pour into on a daily or weekly basis. It's become a part of the lifestyle around here because we find as we meet together, and I see now all over the country, not just through Canuck, but through other organizations who bleed discipleship, finding acceptance, care, empathy, understanding, the pouring of God's Word into the hearts of our peers and those that we're mentoring and discipling, because at the end of the day, that's the only place where that need for acceptance will be completely filled as I accept 
the fact that God is my father. One of the young men that I began to study with years ago, his father was killed in Afghanistan. He was a Navy SEAL. Horrible story. The young man was 10 years old. But soon after that, he went to a camp. And there at that camp, he learned that God was the father to the fatherless. He fully, as a young teenage boy, he fully accepted God and his word through his Holy Spirit in that empty cavity of his life. He, like my wife, one of the most secure young men that I know, because he gets all of his acceptance from his heavenly father through memorizing the word and letting God fill that place in his heart. Shay, that's the greatest gift we can give each other. That's why I call it the icing on the cake, memorizing and meditating on God's word together day and night. I'm going to wrap it up this way, Joe. I got two words, personalize and empower. I want to personalize the message for you today in this way. I want to go back to that quote. I am who the most important person in my life thinks I am. And so when I personalize this, my life has been changed and continues to change because Jesus is the most important person in my life. And as, as I meditate on his word and it becomes the foundation of which I stand, I know the truth of what he thinks about me. That fills that sacred compartment of acceptance. So now that I've personalized it, here's where we, emp we empower you. As you take that amazing gospel truth and you pass it on to somebody in your life to your kids, to your spouse, to your teammates, to the guy that changes your oil once every three months. You take that truth of who God is and how he feels about him, and you get to be a part of just the amazing process of filling up that compartment and helping them on their journey of emotional stability. We'd like to thank you for sharing your time with us today. We hope today's conversation serves to fuel your I'm Third approach to faith and family. And with that, we'd love to pray for you. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this fantastic truth. To think that there's something like 8 billion people on this earth and yet you know when we rise up and when we lay down. You know the words before they come out of our mouth. You know every hair on our head, it is numbered. God, you have just incredible care and attention to detail for every single listener out there. And I pray, God, that today they would receive that acceptance and that you would be the most important person in their life. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope today's conversation left you encouraged, strengthened, and empowered. If you haven't had a chance, please subscribe to our podcast today to stay up to date with the latest episodes. If this podcast has helped you in any way, please consider rating us, writing a review, or sharing it with others so we can continue to build you up with an I'm Third approach to family, leadership, and spiritual growth. For more information about the podcast, visit canacuckpodcast.com. 
And for more information about Canacook, you can visit canacook.com. Mm-hmm.